Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Colorado Sports Guys podcast is brought to you by the Denver Chop House. Located in the heart of Lower Downtown at 19th and Winecoop, great spot to enjoy a steak or a burger or have a few from their selection of house-brewed beers. Watch a Nuggets or Avs game in their welcoming dining room or belly up to the bar. Either way, throw on your hometown gear and head to the Denver Chop House, a proud sponsor of the Col- Colorado Sports Guys podcast. They love Nuggets, Avalanche, and Broncos fans. We love them, they love us, and we love you. Enjoy the show. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there? Welcome to Colorado Sports Guys podcast. Of course, I am Nate Timmons. With me, as always, Ross Hips' glasses, Martin. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, where the West lives on and on and on. Yeah. Join us from Thornton, the king himself, Jeff Morton. What's up, everybody? And it's nice to be a week clear of that uh, debacle. It's almost like spring has sprung. You're right. A new hope. It is. It's a new morn. Yes. A hope new springs Eve. eternal. That's what that. Or our love dictionary describes IUD as love springs internal. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know what that means. Yikes. IUD? IUD is a birth control. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> Something Jeff has to worry about in his day to day. Oh man! Oh, a lot of sports to get to this week. As uh, really? you know, all the Denver teams lie? are playing right now. <laughs> That's got a the, lie. The Nuggets are coming up on the All Star break. The Avalanche are, I guess, probably playing hockey still. Yeah. The Olympics are going on. They're so doing pretty good, I think. What do you do during the Olympics? You you, you lose a couple players? Like they're like, hey, I'll be back in three weeks. Yeah, See they ya. they go on their Olympic. Uh, they really do do that. Jaunt. There's an Olympic break. Yeah. yeah. The oh, NHL wow. shuts down during the Olympics. They don't shut down, do they? Yeah. They do. They yeah. do. Wow, that's they awesome. They call it an Olympic break. Huh. They get paid still and all that? Well, I mean, yeah. It's What's not like for? they're living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> I made the difference. <laughs> You've seen a 30 for 30 broke. A lot of those, those guys. Those weren't about NHL guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, it was uh, not about the NHLers. Could be true. All right, guys. Well, yeah, of course, we're going to get into some headlines. Why don't we do that? Right Jeff, now? Jeff is having problems, but you can't hear things. It's a little, a little quiet. Just you or everybody? Everybody. Oh, I, f- I, s- I feel pretty good. Yeah, I sound, I, I sound right. So like, and maybe it's just my, my... Plug's good on the floor there? Right. Maybe I'm going deaf. Mm, okay, that's yeah. better. Who knows? That's right. Who know. knows? My remedy was just to turn myself up. <laughs> Always a good <laughs> that's, remedy. That's that's great. <laughs> well, let's go Pick ahead. Your mic cord or your headphone cord or something. Anyway, what? Yeah, we got some problems. We got some problems. <laughs> some technical difficulties. Take two here. Take this three coming up. This is the fourth up. time we try to start this podcast. <laughs> Let's try to take. So if this one seems a little less than organic, then uh, that explains it. Yeah, it's going to get organic because we can get this far yet. Let's get into some of those headlines, Ross Martin. 
<laughs> Man. Headlines. Good to be back doing headlines. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. You were talking about the Olympics. Have you guys been watching the Olympics? A little bit. I've been watching pretty much daily. Yep. Uh, I've made it no secret that I am a huge fan of the Olympics and the Olympic competitions. I just don't know how these sports are really judged. You know, like figure skating seems to be opinionated. It is. Um, The ski jump, which I find frightening. I don't know what they're judging there. Well, that's a weird one because they judge distance as part of it, which is a quantitative type of measurement. And then they have other things involved in it, like style. They have the landing. Style? You're supposed to do one thing. Like, yeah, land. so it's very intricate. It's, Thrust. it's, it's the minutia of it yeah. that, that only people involved in the sport on a regular basis would understand. And you're not expected to really understand that much as a, just a casual observer. So let's get rid of softball in the Summer Olympics, but keep all these subjective sports around. It's because a lot of these sports otherwise wouldn't have a uh, spotlight, and they're, they're fun every four years to watch. Well, yeah. I mean, aren't you watching Johnny Weir um, like really hold back his contempt for the outfits that people are wearing on the, on the ice? I, I, just, yeah. I don't even know who Johnny, Johnny Weir, Weir is. You don't? He's a, an American treasure. Is he? Yes. Yeah. He is. I know Jeff likes him. One of the gayest men ever. <laughs> I think, like when you talk about subjective or quantitative or qualitative, you know, like if Johnny Weir was in a gay competition, he would score a ten. He would. Is that correct? Are there really levels of? He would hit. (laughs) He would hit ten on both the gaydar and the radar. Yeah, nobody's ever like, is he gay? (laughs) We're not sure. Where does Robin Williams rank in the birdcage? (laughs) Oh yeah, super gay. Yeah. What about his partner? Nathan, Nathan Lane? Lane was off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Lane. Yeah, pretty gay. Uh, that's yeah. a good movie. I watched that a couple but weeks ago. But that you got movie's awesome. Yeah. You got to watch. You got to watch Johnny Weir in the Olympics just for the outfits he's wearing and the like the thinly veiled contempt he's having for the outfits. Not not the ten, not the not the actual competition, but the outfits people are wearing on the floor. It's 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 amazing. It's important. Does he ever say uh, <laughs> a pity outfits? <laughs> Yeah, these fools away. That's exactly how he talks, actually. Yes. <laughs> From the USA Today, today, Ooh. by someone. I always used to get confused by the Today Show, and they said, tomorrow, on today. And I was like, what the oh, hell are they talking about? Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. My childhood yeah. was confusing. You are one of the few people that is too dumb to watch the Today Show. <laughs> very, very true. That like, is true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Give it a couple more years. Maybe you'll grow into it. Coming for you, Soshi. From the USA Today, today by someone. Forgot to write that down. Uh, headline, Bob Costas's eye infection oh, sidelines yeah. him at Olympics. <laughs> Have you guys been watching? Yes. That eye, that, I mean, it's a severe case of conjunctivitis that he has going on in that eye. Okay. Did someone poop straight into his eye? You know what I think it is? I think Vladimir Putin is poisoning Bob Costas with polonium. <laughs> Let's kill the great American I symbol of Olympics. This, this Zionist pig is is a he supports the homosexuals too much. We must we must we must poison them with polonium. We shall kill the most prized homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Costas, uh, clearly the most homo of all homosexuals from these American pigs. His, we have we have spiked his vodka with polonium. And I farted in his pillow. Yes. (laughs) You know, I have had pink eye before. It's awful. I've had it like three times. 
And the reason why I've had it is because I ha- used to wear contact lenses and I never took them out. No. And my eyes don't react well to contact lenses in general. I can't <laughs> even put them in. Or, but I got pink eye. And you go to the doctor and you get this little drop and it clears it up within a day. Bob Costas has had this pink eye for weeks. <laughs> Maybe he had a drip problem in the past, so he's like, "Look, I I can't go with any drips because I'll get hooked again." <laughs> you got hooked on eye drops. I got hooked on the eye drops. Antibiotic eye drops. You see him in the bathroom be. under the stall, like laying on the ground with eye drops. What's happened to Bob? Oh, he's in the bathroom again. But you know, it's interesting to watch him. You see these pictures of him, and you see him on the on the program, and he he is. Looks miserable. He looks like he is miserable. But that's just his face. No, that's true. Then you add his wonky eye, and it's a little worse. And my problem is I I come home from work, and I like to eat dinner in front of the tube and watch some Olympics. And it's disgusting. I can't even keep my food down because of Bob (laughs) Costas' janky eye. Did he have uh – Glasses on like the first night, or did they give him glasses? Yeah, he's had glasses on the whole time, uh, and they tried to hide that because I've I've had some eye problems in my past, and that was the thing that I tried to do to hide those problems was wear glasses. They should have given him an eye patch. <laughs> uh, this is Bob Costas. Gar, <laughs> yeah, yeah, your Olympics, yar. <laughs> so uh, Bob Costas, good rins. Matt Lauer is going to be uh, filling in for him. You know. Doesn't almost, Matt Lauer make like fifty million dollars a year or something crazy? Yeah, I think Bob Costas probably is in the ballpark. I mean, that guy yeah. makes a lot of money. What does he do besides broadcast sports? That's pretty much it. He's a, he's known as a sports commentator. I'd like to see what his anchor. his home life is like. You know, what he does in his free time. <laughs> I, I bet you his home life is filled with a lot of step stools. <laughs> he's like, I really want that honeycomb. <laughs> years and years ago, he was like known as primarily as the host of NFL Today. Not familiar with On that NBC, program. On NBC. How many years ago, Jeff? <laughs> Shut up. It's not that long ago. You guys can kiss my ass. He was on UHF Channel 20. <laughs> anyway, next uh, episode or next uh, headline. I guess. Uh, USA Today. Today. By Lindsay H. Jones. Headline, no medal for Sean Wipe in Olympic men's half pipe. Now, this is interesting because I think that's being broadcast right now on our local stations, but it happened yesterday. No big deal because people who listen to this podcast won't listen to it till uh, later after it's been aired, so I'm not spoiling anything. But what I can't spoil here is that Sean White, it's no surprise he did not win any medal. He took fourth place in the half pipe. He's too old. He's getting old. He's yeah, he now in uh, snowboarding terms over the hill. He's in his late 20s, He's 27, yeah. yeah. And that's something that we don't know yet, right? We didn't know. In basketball, you're considered old at, like, age 33 now, probably. Well, it's like tennis. You're old at at 27. Yeah, in the NFL, it's 30. You know, I guess snowboarding. But in in tennis and other sports, there are guys that excel well into their 30s. Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras comes to mind. Uh, There's others. Barry Bonds. <laughs> Martina Navratilova, possibly. Yeah. Um, she was one of in, those guys that But in snowboarding, snowboarding, especially half pipe, these people never make it past 30. Had never. Had the uh, Wa'i, Wa'un girl not got stabbed on the court, she might have been really good. Monica Seles. Monica Seles, yeah. Well, she, ah. got, she got stabbed on the tennis court, guys. Yeah, she did. It's true. That's it's true unbelievable. Story. Yeah. Sean White, too old. 
Sean White, too old. He the sport has passed him by. It's the flaming and, red. And hair. you know the guy um, has had a couple gold medals in the Olympics, I think, and he dropped out of the slope style because it was too hard. And, and Sean White is one of those guys who I've always been kind of embarrassed to root for because I do root for my American brethren out there in the Olympics, but I've never been a fan of Sean White. I think he's always been kind of a little punk. And I've also heard some stories, you know, living in Colorado, you're not that far separated from a lot of these Olympic athletes. And I've heard horrible stories about him just being a little bastard and just kind of running around, um, not being respectful of people's property. I heard of him, you know, he like stole a car out of somebody's garage one night and went to the hotel and like set off the fire alarms at three in the morning. And it's like, dude, come on, man. I mean, at this time, you know, maybe he was like 22. We'll say allegedly there. I'm pretty sure it happened. <laughs> what uh, what movie was he in where he was playing like the jerk? Was that he was oh, in a movie? Friends with Benefits, right? With uh, Justin Timberlake and oh. the hmm. brunette was from the that seventy show. Kunis. Haven't seen it. Yeah, because every time that they like they saw him randomly, I don't know if he was playing himself or not, but he was like kept threatening Justin Timberlake. Like he was like friends with Mila Are Kunis. You sure, that wasn't Seth Green. Yes. 100% sure. Oh. But, like, yeah, like, he would. Like, yes, it was. You're 100% sure it was? It was Sean White. Sean White. <laughs> yeah. Not Seth Green. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, he was friends with Mina Kulis, and then when she would walk away, he would, like, threaten Justin Timberlake, and then Timberlake would be like, whoa. Like, what do I whoa, Sean White. Whoa. Sean White, though, yeah. Whoa, Sean White. What are you doing in my movie? When you said he was, you played the jerk, I thought, you know, he was in that Steve Martin movie, but he yeah, would be far fake too young nose. for that. If there ever is a Sean White movie, though, <laughs> Yeah, and he wasn't also on the NFL Today. Shut up. <laughs> Bob Costas. Swear to God. Speaking of which, I just saw on IMDb the 2015 Sean White story featuring Seth Green. So Wait, wait. Called awesome. that one, Ross. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a good one. USA Today. Today. By Tom Pelissero. Oh, oh your this boy. Guy. Tom Pelissero. This guy. Stole this my guy. girlfriend twice. This Ugh, guy. What a dick. Well, here's the headline. Michael Sam may have to protect NFL teammates when gay jokes roll in, Michael Sam may have to protect NFL teammates when gay jokes roll in. <laughs> I don't understand mm. what that means. Michael Sam's going to have to protect his teammates when they make fun of him for being gay. <laughs> that was not the best worded headline. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, I read this article. That's exactly what they're saying. They are saying that the gay jokes are inevitable. He will be made fun of for being gay. And Michael Sam, it's going to be uh, his uh, responsibility to protect his teammates because in the NFL, as a rookie, you're going to be made fun of. You're going to be made fun of what you look like, how much you weigh. You're going to get made fun of where you're from. You're going to get made fun of who you are. And they will make like fun of every day for me. <laughs> so Jeff Morton is going to have to protect his friends when the press starts knocking. He's going to have to release a statement to Glad saying, hey, Nate and Ross aren't really bad guys. They just, you know, we're friends. Okay. <laughs> But that's interesting to think about. Michael Sam, we all know the story. First gay guy probably to be active in the NFL or openly gay. He is going to get made fun of for being gay. Yes. And this is not going to be a problem, right? Because you can make fun of somebody for who they are, whether or not it's because they're gay or because of where they're from or whatever. It depends on the spirit. The spirit in which it's intended, which Mm -hmm. in this case it will be for like 
hazing and bonding, right? It's like, hey, man, we're making fun of Michael Sam because he's gay, and it's all because we're a team and we need to bond and we make fun of people for that type of stuff. Well, Ross, I have a take on this. You do? Oh, he does. Let's let's hear the Jeff Morton take. These things Jeff believes to be true about gayness. New segment. Semi-regular. <laughs> Jeff's gay take. Oh, yeah. Take it away, Jeff. I'm going to leave the room for this. <laughs> this this is my this is my policy on this. I don't care. Um, if you are friends, if you have friends with someone, they will make fun of you. They will call you a fag. They will say you're a queer. This is what happens. It's de- just based on the spirit. You know, what, what actually offended me in the aftermath of this, and now, after Michael uh, Sam announced on what I believe it was Monday, Sunday or Monday, was, was the, I don't want you waving your gayness in my face statement. It's like, what the hell does that mean? You can wave your penis in my face all you want, but not your gayness. <laughs> Don't be shoving your sexuality in my face. (laughs) You'll know (laughs) when I'm shoving my sexuality in your face. And you just hope you don't choke. Now, let me ask you this, Jeff. Now, there is a real... I mean, there's probably a real concern amongst athletes in the NFL, uh, or some of them, who are going to be a little uncomfortable with just being near a gay guy. You know what's funny, though? I, I could bring this back. I mean, we all know Jeff has written about you know, the fact that he is gay and this and that. Jeff has been in the Nuggets locker room all season. I don't know if anybody, any of the players mean, he, know that you're Yeah, gay, I heard he was just masturbating in the corner. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. I, like, I, I spilled my seed on the, on the Nuggets logo. You just couldn't contain yourself. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, you know. That's why Danilo Gallinari hasn't played all season. <laughs> He's like, get the homo out of the locker room. <laughs> that's the thing, right? I mean. You know, it, people are concerned about what this is going to do to the locker room, and it's like, it's not going to really do anything. Like, obviously, Michael Sam is a professional. He's a guy that has gotten to the highest level. The guy played in the SEC. Is anybody going to argue that the SEC is not the best conference in America? Yeah. I mean, this guy is the best at what he does. Defensive player of the year in the SEC? That's amazing. You know, I, I, another thing that offends me is the – I don't want them looking at me in the shower stuff. Okay, let me let me just hold people off on this thing. That is no nothing, no other reflection in that statement. It, okay, let me put it to you this way: that statement is about your ego. It has nothing to do with fear that I'm looking at your junk. Okay, if, it's if like, the guy's pretty well hung, he's not going to care who's looking at it. Right? I, it you're, it's <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy. This guy's in the locker room with me. But he has to be checking me out. I mean, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you know who was gay or who wasn't in my high school era. You don't. We had guys oh, I know in, everyone who was. But we had guys in the locker room on my football team that would happily, you know, prance around the locker room naked and you know do those were the gay ones. Do tricks with those themselves, the gay ones. but nobody seemed to care. Wait, 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 I mean? wait, wait, wait. Did they prance? <laughs> <laughs> And they had their hands up while they were prancing. And, and Nick couldn't tell which one's the gay ones. 
I don't know. That guy just didn't seem to be gay to me. He wasn't doing anything gay. He was just prancing around naked all the time, yeah. doing tricks. But, but in the grand scheme of things, guys, I think it's a good. It's a big step. I'm, I'm happy for him. I was very happy that night. I just got people like, like on on Twitter, just like. You know, you just shouldn't say anything. It's not even a... Why are you even telling people about this? Well, you know what that is? That Those types of people that say that, they say, I'm not homophobic. I just don't know why it has to be part of the conversation. Those types of people, those are the types of people who do have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And, and that statement, for some reason, they feel like that's something they can say publicly that is quote-unquote fair. Yeah. But that that is truly... The, the, those are the people who have... A problem with gayness in general. Absolutely. And I'm not going to be one of those people who says probably because you're gay. Well, I've seen that. You know, because that's yeah. like always been a weird thing. <laughs> it's like you always say it because you're gay, and it's like, whoa, I'm insulting you to protect them from that. No, it's but that's what it is. When people say just it shouldn't even be talked about. Yeah. But we've talked about this before. In every other walk of life, no matter what you do as a professional. You go to Christmas parties. Who do you bring with you? Your significant other. Uh, you go and you chat around the water cooler. What are you talking about? You're talking about things you did with your wife or your husband, right? Yep. So it, there's no separating your personal life from your professional life in those certain elements of it. It's just the way it is. And because people are gay doesn't mean they shouldn't also be allowed to participate in the same way that everybody else does. And that is from that standpoint of bringing your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife to uh, to an event or however it may be. Listen, yeah. if I ever bring a significant other to around, it'll be not for the per- it'll be just like for the same purpose everyone else does. Like this you is know. where I podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this baby. This is where I make the money. This is my boyfriend and I brought him here to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> He's going to sit here in the corner like Yoko Ono and look at you while he drinks a plum you know, suspended in a in a perfume hat. But I've seen but I've it, seen people comparing it, you know, to the the whole Jackie Robinson thing and this and that. And it, it to me, it's a little bit different because it, you know it has a little bit of differences, but it's still also kind of along the same lines. You know, where it's like yeah. obviously, you know, there's there's been hatred and there's been violence and all sorts of stuff towards gay people and you know to have it become part of a normal society yes it is part of the conversation and yes it is good to have it and it's good to you know kind of be living through this now to where 40 years from now people are gonna you know like i did last night watch the movie 42 and be like wow what a crazy time where this wasn't accepted and look how dumb people look for not accepting this well and and there's there's also a big you know go ahead jeff no 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 i i i Look at it this way. There's a difference. The difference in this is that there's probably been hundreds of gay men in the NFL. Right. Already. And gayness can be hidden. Yeah. If you're black, it's not like Jackie Robinson announced two days before draft that he was black. (laughs) Like, they all knew. Yeah. Guess what, everyone? I'm black. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Oh, now we're not going to draft him." No, but you know, you're you're right, and it, and it's. It, but I'm I'm saying it's a different kind of thing. You can't equate it. It's not a one for one comparison. Okay, this is its different thing altogether. It's still awesome. Yeah, um, it's still good for the whole community. I mean, is there is there any question that like that this guy he's going to get drafted, right? That's what they say. I'm, I'll be honest. I'd never heard of him. I, you know this. what? 
I had heard of him. I don't follow the SEC. But, but I, there had been rumors about Michael Sam long before he announced. Oh, there had? Yeah. But what I mean, I've read is he announced to his whole team that he was gay in August. Yeah. And it literally had no effect. And it's uh, and, and granted, that's th- universities are a little usually a little more liberal of an mm-hmm. environment. But yeah, and that's the thing. Like, hopefully, years from now, it won't be a big deal. But right now, it is because it's not a you know. And people say, "Well, why does sexuality have to be a part of it?" And it's like, "Well, because it's a part of everything." Yeah, and, and unless you're because society's made it a part of it. Yeah, it's I mean, just uh, it's just a part of things. Okay, you look at someone on the street who is mincing. And then really feminine, okay? And you're like, boy, that guy's gay. You immediately make sexuality a part of it at that point, yeah. right? Um, because you've placed that value judgment on that person. It's, that's, what, that's what makes it a part of it. No one would look at me and say, boy, that guy's gay. That's because I just don't happen to, th- to be a stereotypical. In this hypothetical situation, would you be wearing the hat you're wearing right now? <laughs> Maybe Jeff is wearing a pink hat with feathers in it. Maybe <laughs> it's got glitter on it. But it, the other thing uh, too is, you know, people have talked about. Uh, I think the funny like part you're either of the, gay or Scottish. Yeah, the, <laughs> the funny part now is, you know, it's like, is this guy going to get drafted, and is that the thing? And you kind of compare it to Jason Collins in the NBA, who, you know, who's a, he's still a free agent, you know, and. You can say, well, you know, maybe Jason Collins, you know, he was already kind of past his prime the past couple years, so he was kind of lucky to be with an NBA team to begin with. So, you know, is it part of the fact that he's gay that he's still a free agent, or should he be on a roster? Because I know the Nuggets played the Sacramento Kings the other night a couple weeks ago, and they had Aaron Gray as their backup, and then, you know, nobody else besides DeMarcus Cousins. And I was like, man, you know, the Kings sure could have used Jason Collins, and you know, some of these other NBA teams that are competing for a title might be able to use that guy to come in off the bench. But Well, there's a very taboo subject that goes along with the question of homosexuality, homosexuals in sports, and it's the culture thing, the culture of various people who are in sport. You know, there's probably some very religious people or in, – Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. I mean – the irony that he is where he's coaching right now. <laughs> Oakland? Oakland slash San Soon Francisco. Soon to be San Francisco. Soon to be San Francisco. Big difference. Yeah, that's true. Not but really. Okay. I mean, it's a spit away. You know, I mean, people take the train in from San Francisco. When I was there, that's what, you know, thousands of people were doing was taking the train over. You know, I mean, that's, it's just, it's there's the a, same place. There's a very cultural thing involved with homophobia. I really do think. But I, I just don't think that, I don't, Society has moved, and this is what's very, very nice about this is that this is a, I, this is a, let's say ten years, fifteen years ago, there wouldn't have been as much media support for Michael Sam as there has been. Um, but it's also been the media that's trying to make it, you know, like a oh, is he going to be accepted or not? When it's like to the players involved and the people that, because really NFL teams are made up of 20-somethings, right? Yeah. A lot of guys are in their 20s. A lot of guys, you know, people younger than us, we're all in our 30s, don't care about this stuff as much because each generation you go, like including with like racism, 
the younger you get, the more colorblind people get. And the younger you get, the more probably less homophobic people are getting as well. Well, you so know I what? think it's a good thing. You know what I found? Kids are actually less inclined to be homophobic. Um, and it's because uh, of that liberal agenda running through the school system. It's part of the <laughs> liberal agenda. And I, trying I've, to recruit I've our really kids. noticed that. I mean, it's like when my, my brother Alex is 21 years old, or soon to be 21, um, he is the person in my family when I came out when he was like, God, so it would have been about, he would have been 12, maybe 13, 11 at the time. And he seemed to be just fine. He didn't, didn't he kind of brush it off? Like, okay, well, there's gay guys at my school, you know? Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's a generational thing to where you're, you know, you're around it more, you're more accepting of it because it's just you know generational it's just granted all 11 year olds are like kind of gay because they they hate girls <laughs> i think it's like nine or eight is now. it nine or eight yeah okay. kids are getting this is a good segue <laughs> to my <laughs> next uh, headline well, i want to say too it's kind of badass that he's at a position where it's like he's a badass defensive end outside linebacker i mean yeah co-defensive player I, we, we talked yeah. about this with uh you know when jason collins came out we said this is not the best that was a guy, year ago, right? That was a year ago. This is not the best guy because you know he's kind of at the end of his career, and and we said now if it happens in the NFL, it's like if it's a kicker, that's still not a great thing, you know? Because yeah, didn't, didn't the kicker always, come out recently I in think, college? I think like there's been like a dozens of kickers. <laughs> they just ignore <laughs> those just guys. Like, well, whatever. But like uh, you know, a defensive end who, who will probably play linebacker in the NFL. Uh, I read on outsports.com. The headline was Sid the Eagle Sid Ziegler. The Eagle has landed, is what he said. Yeah. Like this was <laughs> the guy that they've been waiting for. You know why that is, Russ? It really, truly, it's because it's football. Yes, it has. It has. Not, you just can't re- replace the most popular sport in America. Yep. Yep. And I told I had a conversation with Sid about this uh, a couple years ago, and I I told him on his podcast I said. There are the, the the sport of football has two thousand something players in it in the NFL. You have even more in college football. You have even more at the peewee level. You know, there's gay players in there, and there's always been gay players for them. That is why the the person who comes out in football is so much bigger than say Jason Collins, who was at the as you said at the end of his career, he was he was it was not the same, right? This was more of a player who is just about to go into the draft, you know, and risking a lot by that, and that is the bellwether. That's the that's right. It's, you you can't unring that bell, so to speak. That is the big one. So right now, you would hope, and I, I think all of us hope, um, I think most people who were rational thinking people hope that this will be the point where people are like, okay, we can now bring more in. It's, you know, We can it's, now be more accepting of more who come in. Yeah. It will probably, I would guess, it will probably cause more people, more players to come out yeah, earlier, right? I would, they, I would hope so. Um, I would think yes. Like Aaron Rodgers. Um, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron that's Rodgers. interesting. What if um, what, what if it Brady. was a quarterback instead of a defensive end? I mean, that's the Eagles landed, right? Oh, I mean, if it was a quarterback, yeah, like Tim Tebow, yeah. 
Well, I mean, what's the difference, though? I mean, Michael Sam, what if he wins Rookie of the Year next year? You know, what if this guy's, you know, the next Von Miller or the next, you know, Bruce Smith or whoever the hell these outside linebacker greats Simon are? Simon Fletcher. Lewis, you know? Well, that's the Simon one thing Fletcher. is that this guy is not, you know, Von Miller came into the league as a premier type. That's right, he did. First round type guy. Number right? two, he wasn't the SEC number two defensive pick. player of the year. You know? Well, no, but Michael Sam was not. Slated to go is you know he you know I, what I read was that he was supposed to go anywhere he was picked to go anywhere from the third to the seventh round yeah somewhere right there so oh, wow. I I mean you know th- there's been a lot of talk and I've seen a lot of headlines that are like NFL executives think this could cause him to go later in the draft as well, if, if it causes him to go earlier because I don't know if you guys just hit on but the, the whole uh, you know sponsorship thing I mean, we've talked about that right I mean. Might there be people lining up? I mean, Jason Collins didn't have that opportunity because, you know, he's would it a free be a, agent or whatever. Would it be appropriate to sponsor a guy uh, because he's gay? Michael, Mar- think Michael Sam sponsored by well, Michael Serious. Let I mean, me tell you something. Well, let me let me tell you something. That is actually a valid point because us homosexuals are are very. I don't know if you've you've heard about this. Are very free with our money. Maybe he's going to do heard. some Subaru ads. <laughs> he's not a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing Birkenstocks. <laughs> and you know what? That's a common misconception. Everybody thinks the gays are united. Well, I mean, Lesbians if, and gay men, they don't get along at all. If the I was pushed down. <laughs> I was shoved to the floor. Is everyone shoved and kicked? <laughs> By a group, John Elway, of, the biggest yeah, lesbian ever. By a group of bull dykes on my, on my. Flight. Hey, whoa, Jeff! Hey, I'm sorry. Come on, man. I shouldn't get a say letter. That. We're gonna. I, get. Sh- I should not say bull dykes. I should say butch. Colorado Sports Guys podcast. <laughs> Pro gay men, anti lesbians. <laughs> Bunch of anyway. That's that's a story for the after hours podcast. You know, <laughs> and if he gets drafted by the Broncos, you know for sure that Feinstein's going to be trying to round him up for <laughs> some tracks appearances. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You could see, you could see. I can see uh, uh, Andy already planning something <laughs> for that. Yeah. That should be fine. It's like we'll get Mayor Hancock My, it's involved. It's Michael Sam's <laughs> night. It's Michael Sam. Night. Everybody named Michael or Sam gets a free shot of Tuaka. My, Michael Sam night at tracks. <laughs> free white wine spritzers for anybody named Michael or Sam. <laughs> Always reminds me of Ned Flanders. White wine spritzers. White spritzer. wine spritzer. <laughs> Let me read this headline because this is uh, interesting. On ESPN by ESPN News Services today, possibly. (laughs) Headline, uh, Sam's father struggling. Sam's father struggling with news son is gay. Oh, is this how he came out to his dad? He's like, (laughs) here's how he came out to his dad. He just sent a text that said, Dad, I'm gay. Is that true? That's true. Um, Sam's father. It's because he's in his 20s, right? I mean, he's just a kid. He's like, every news gets delivered via text message. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's like breaking up with your girlfriend over text. It's like, come on, man. That's how I communicate with Nate. (laughs) I did that once. (laughs) I broke up with a girl on her birthday via text message. Jeff sent me a a text message this morning that says, Ross, I'm gay. I go, I know, Jeff. I've known for years. (laughs) I'm not your father. Send uh, this to your father, he, not to me. Here's a quote from Sam's father. Deacon Jones is rolling over in his grave. Oh, my God. Rolling over? Wait, what? His dad sent that to him? His dad, this is a quote. He was interviewed. Uh, uh, apparently, 
Michael Sam. By the way, most confusing name ever for anything. Michael Sam. Yeah. This guy could have been a gay NFL player or a, a serial killer. Michael Sam, Sam Adams. <laughs> two first names, but Michael Sam's. Anyway, Deacon Jones is rolling over in his grave right now. That's what he said because uh, a, the the notion of a gay defensive guy who sacks quarterbacks is gay. Isn't Mike or isn't Deacon Jones the guy that Adam Kroll plays that clip of Deacon Jones saying that he head slaps women? <laughs> I think yes, 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 yes. That's him, Deacon Jones. I gave a, I gave her a head whap. <laughs> Something along those lines. So, I, I mean, don't remember what it was. Okay, so a woman. No, he goes. He he said, when you go upside a man's head, or a woman. That's what he said. Yeah. When you go upside a man's head, or a woman. So <laughs> stuns him. Are we like, supposed to be surprised that a woman beater doesn't <laughs> like gay people? <laughs> Blammo. You know, there's really interesting stuff about Michael Sam's life. Um, in this article I read about Michael Sam's father not being too on board with the whole gayness, uh, I read that uh, Sam's, Michael Sam's older brother was killed by a gunshot wound that Michael Sam witnessed. Uh, his it's oldest horrible. sister died as an infant. Uh, his second oldest brother just disappeared in 1998. Just disappeared, so probably murdered. Jesus. Uh, he has two brothers who have been in, in prison since 1998. And then he has a little sister who apparently has done nothing wrong. So his father's a piece of shit. Well, he, that's the thing. I feel bad that... that a whole lot of kids here. Michael Sam doesn't really have the support of his father. But there's a lot of evidence that maybe Michael Sam's father isn't the a man of sound judgment in general. I mean, you have um, a lot of kids that... You know, are are gone or disappeared, and then you have a son that's on the fringe of making the <laughs> NFL, and you're not supporting that. Yeah, this I mean, guy is not a glass half full type of guy, is he? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that reminds you of Barry Sanders' dad. Oh, here's a quote from uh, Michael Sam's father. I think his name is also Michael Sam. He said uh, he was eating at Denny's restaurant, <laughs> but he had to leave after receiving the text that said, "Dad, I'm gay." Probably, probably he, having a grand slam. He said, "I, I couldn't eat." Moons no over more. Miami. He goes, <laughs> 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 moons in my hammy or hammy in my moons. I don't know. Uh, he goes, I couldn't eat no more, so I went to Applebee's to have drinks. <laughs> I don't want my grandkids raised in that kind of environment. <laughs> in Denny's? <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> now, Denny's, is a, in general, I can kind of get behind. But, you know, maybe at like 2 in the morning. But Applebee's, Applebee's for drinks, nonetheless. Listen, if you recently this is a listen, this is all to all the dads out there. If you recently received a troubling text from your son, <laughs> not not the one who's in prison, um, not the one who's dead, and not the one who's been missing for fifteen years, the other one, you know. The one, the consensus all-American defensive end, the one who just graduated from the University of Missouri about a month ago. He's the first one in your family to graduate college. Remember him? He's also about to be drafted in the NFL where he could earn millions of dollars. Him, yes. If you receive a troubling text message from him and you need to go have a few drinks, don't go to Applebee's. <laughs> it, it, kinda, it probably played out like this. He's at Denny's and he tells the waitress, he's like, yeah, can I get a... I don't think I can finish this. Uh, can I get a doggy bag for my tutti frutti, fresh and fruity? I'm going to head across the street to Applebee's for a Bahama Mama. Dude, Mr. Sam, Mr. Michael Sam Sr., don't go to Applebee's. Michael Sam Sr. Seriously. That is. Why not try out the Denver Chop House? Yes. Yes. 
for both options, for the food he and could, the drinks. He could belly up to the bar so, right there. I know it must be disappointing to find out your son is gay, but I, I mean, for him, not me, I, I, but the guy is clearly the best thing you got going in your life. If you're spending all your time at Denny's and Applebee's, let it slide. He's like, you know what I mean? Even like, the most, what's the, what's even the most bigoted person should be smart enough to just let that one slide and jump on board because you've got an opportunity here to at least step up your breakfast and drink joints. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that my mom didn't react that way. <laughs> she, all she said was, you, she, you were at a Quiznos. No, no, no we were, I was, at, I was in my living, <laughs> I was in her the living room, and I sat her down, and I, and I was hemming and hawing, and she says, "Get on with it, Jeffrey." And I said, <laughs> and I said, Mom, I'm I, sure you started out with like, well, Mom, it all starts back in 1972, years before the ABA-NBA <laughs> no, merger. No, no, no. I said, <laughs> that was the preamble. There was a young man. <laughs> named, she, she, was like, Abdul. <laughs> she said, she said to me, get on with it. And I told her I'm gay. And she goes like, oh, I know. And then she waved her hand at me like dismissively. Like, She's like, we're going to Chili's. Get out of here. It's two for one. It's two for it's one. Most, blossom Awesomes. It was the most anticlimactic awesome. coming out They got ever. Awesome Blossoms and El Presidentes. <laughs> we're eating onions and drinking margaritas, son. So it must have been what would have been like when Nate told his family he was Irish. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I got on IrishHeritage.com, figured out that you're Irish. I guarantee you Jeff's mom was less disappointed than... Nate's dad was when he told him he was going to be a blogger. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, Dad? Guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> dad's dad. like, I've spent years toiling and... Dad, I'm a blogger. I could to- oh, son! You're killing me! I spent years to- toiling in the lemon mines. <laughs> your mom's like, you're killing your father, Nate! You're killing him! <laughs> your father worked for 25 years in those lemon mines! <laughs> So you could raise to be something better. <laughs> We're going to Applebee's to buy your father a drink. You're killing him. <laughs> Three lemon drop shots for your father's lemon mining days. You stuck on these lemon heads. You stuck on them. Oh, lemon heads are underrated candy. By I the think way. the point I'm trying to say here is the gays are ruining the NFL. <laughs> Next headline. According to Michael Sam, yes. Oh, poor Michael Sam. We've been talking about gays for a solid half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado sports gays. All right, let's move on here then. We can come back to the gays. <laughs> uh, CBS Sports on February 10th by Chip Patterson. Oh, old chippy boy. Now, I don't know. You guys aren't big on college hoops, are you? Oh, mm. love the college hoops. You are? He's lying. Three-pointers and layups. Um, <laughs> Just like the WMB. Here's the headline. Here's the headline. Izzo defends Marcus Smart, says Twitter has brought players to tears. What? Twitter? This happened during a real game, Izzo. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, He blames Twitter. Now, it's my understanding that Izzo doesn't even coach Marcus Smart. No, he's at Michigan State, Marcus Smart, Oklahoma State. Yeah, big difference. TLDR, the headlines, but. Uh, Marcus Smart uh, pushed a Texas Tech fan. He was an old fat white guy. <laughs> old fat yeah. white guy, balding a little yeah. bit, receding hairline. <laughs> now he could, and that, now no one really knows officially what he said. It wasn't racist, though. He says it he, wasn't racist. I heard, I heard the fan was gay, and Marcus Smart was a homophobe. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Marcus, That's you're the first one I'm telling. I'm gay." And he's like, "Ugh, get away!" <laughs> Ew. <laughs> 
<laughs> Next headline. <laughs> Here's a, before you continue. Why isn't it Tom H to the Izzo? It is. <laughs> Tom H to the Izzo. Here's the thing, though, with Marcus Smart. Okay, so he he did what a lot of people that like college basketball wanted him to do. He came back for his sophomore season at Oklahoma State when he probably could have been a top 15 pick last year. Yeah. He came back. They should have named him Marcus Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and now, yeah, that's the question, Marcus though. Marcus not smart. You know, he's had now he's thrown the chair, yelled at refs, and now he's pushed a fan. So NBA execs are having to answer the question of, you know, fans are going to know who this guy is coming in. He's a hothead. You know, it, he will fit right into the NBA. Yeah, based on what I've heard. But that's the thing is he's now considered to be a risky pick because of character, and character has become a thing in the NBA. So if I'm Andrew Wiggins, if I'm you know Embiid, if I'm Randall, if I'm any of these other freshmen, you know Jabari Parker, I'm going to the NBA because you don't want these kind of questions coming up if you go back to school next year. I mean, this is the reason why there should be one and dones, or there should still be high school kids that can go to the NBA. I uh, I agree that I think it's asinine that the NBA is allowed to have rules, and I've heard that they're going to change the rule to be twenty years old now, possibly. Mm-hmm. I agree that that's anti-American, and that if if you're eighteen years old and and you can do the job, I think it should be illegal. I mean, I don't understand how it is legal. There's age discrimination. Like you can't ask somebody their age when they fill out a job application. How can yeah. you have a policy that dictates you can't come work for me if you're under the age of 20? But that being said, the NBA <laughs> has more character problems than almost any other sport. It doesn't seem to hold guys back. It doesn't seem to hold teams back. It, the talent trumps everything right i mean what player out there has been who would have otherwise been a successful nba player has not been picked because of character issues yeah that's true i mean who was that guy that had the mental issues that hasn't ever played a a a game in the nfl i forget his name is it with houston white Uh, yeah royce Royce white royce white yeah you know there's a guy that was a guy that i was advocating the nuggets to probably draft because he was this you know pit bull player that you know, might have the skills wait, 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 of wait, a LeBron on. James. Don't listen to Nate's <laughs> Good. But he would have played as much this I season think. as Danilo Gallinari. That's true. Oh. Yes, he would have. I have applied for many NBA scouting jobs. <laughs> I keep getting those emails back to say, we appreciate your application. Other more qualified recipients. Maybe you shouldn't put in your cover letter, I called Royce White as the best player out of college that year. Yeah, yeah. Big mistake. Big mistake for me. But, um... Yeah, Marcus Smart. I do wonder, though. I, mean, I don't do you, think it's going to hurt him. You guys have a problem with a guy shoving another guy? Yeah, a plan? Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a problem with it. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it shows that the guy can't control himself. Well, here's the other thing, though. I mean, I, I've always thought about, you know, if you were an NBA player, like, how do you interact with the 20,000 people watching you play. like You don't interact do you, with them. Do you ignore the fact that yes, they're there? you ignore them completely. But why? I mean, the the fun part of life is, I mean, I would be the guy jumping up on the scores table, like rooting people on. Nate Robinson's known as a guy that yells and, and, into the crowd to get them pumped up. Like, man, I mean, that's just the, the that's, fun that's aspect. That's a positive of aspect of what they're doing. But to push a, a fan, I mean, that's... 
That's run that's, our test shit. That's outrageous. <laughs> it's I mean, just that, a person, though. It's not fan or player. It's person versus person. Just, but you don't, you don't, you, in fact, Nate, even in everyday life, if you're walking down the street and somebody says something, you, you shouldn't push them. You shouldn't attack somebody. <laughs> See, that's you where Nate's been messing up, him. though. Because I, I saw Nate like shove like five people on and the way back. Some from the guys like, "What are you, a piece of crap blogger?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> 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 which is supposedly what this guy said to Marcus Smart: "You're a piece, <laughs> piece of crap." Of, yeah, piece of crap. Which is, I mean, obviously he you're said something more crap. than that. Well, like, here's really, the thing. you're an overweight sixty-year-old man. Like, I'm going to the NBA next year. Yeah, and what the hell? What the hell is a guy yelling at a college student like that for? I mean, what kind of weirdo does that? that? Especially if you're not also a college student. And apparently, if you're a 19 year old punk kid watching a game and you're yelling at some guy, I understand it. That's the problem with people over people that aren't at the college that are at games. Something kind of weird. Maybe there. not be screaming <laughs> at the. Something kind of weird. Yeah. And by the way, you're a Texas Tech fan. Yeah. It's I mean, like what? No, there's not a lot to do in Lubbock. You live in Lubbock. Bobby Knight came in and changed the whole program around. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Lubbock, but it is flat and desolate. Yo, Jeff, Bobby Knight changed the game, though, son. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Bobby Knight. Another headline. Ooh, more headlines. USA Today. Today by Ooh. Sean Hyken. LeBron James says he belongs on the NBA's Mount Rushmore. Ooh, that's a good. Uh, um, that's I a didn't good even know right there, there was a Mount Rushmore in the NBA. Oh, really? No. Yeah, it's. Oh uh, man, you've never been? It's in oh. LA somewhere. Yeah, you that's need to go. Man. Awesome. That yeah. is awesome. It's carved into Chavez Ravine. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of a bunch of those. They're like, we found the only cliff made of completely black rock. <laughs> um, NBA Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Well, they asked him uh, who belongs up there. I think he said Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and then he threw in some other guy like named Otis or something. And then he said... Otis? <laughs> is that wrong? Oscar Robinson? Oscar, 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 I think. Yeah, Oscar. <laughs> That's sounds Otis, right. Otis Redding. Is on uh, Oscar Roosevelt? <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Delano Roosevelt? Oscar <laughs> Robinson. Um Robertson. And then and then he said that yeah, he he would be on there by the time his career is over. And I got to say um I, I I can't really make an argument against it. I can't either. Uh there 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 could be an argument that What maybe, does he have? Two titles so far. Yeah. Two um, titles. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> but why why would he deserve two? it more than Kobe Bryant? Um What's Kobe have? Four? Yeah, something like that. I mean no, Kobe, Kobe Bryant's got to be in there. Kobe has five. Yes, five. How many five? does Jordan have? Six? Six. He's trying to tie Jordan. So, okay, who's on Mount Rushmore, the real one, <laughs> with the presidents? Uh, oh, crap. George Washington. Washington Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Jefferson, Lincoln, Roosevelt. Yeah. Is there five? Chester A. Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Grover Cleveland, the, our only first president of the United States, <laughs> Chester A. Arthur. Is that itchy button pusher guy on there, Johnson? <laughs> Lyndon Johnson, he's like, thank you for the office, Mr. Nixon. I'm going to push the nuke button. What? There's Taylor, there? there's Tyler, there's Fillmore, and there's Hayes. Is there, so there's five. <laughs> so we can have five. About what are you just talking about? <laughs> so there's five. Uh, no, there's four. Oh, four. four. Yeah. yeah. So the NBA. They got, Washington, they got one Washington. They got three facing one way. They got the other guy facing the other way. Washington, Lincoln. You got to get the guy. And then this other dog Jefferson, over here is like, what do you want from me? If you're going to put the guy on there, you got to put the other guy up there, too. 
<laughs> guys so, need to take a civics lesson. Well, if you're, going with, if you're going Mount Rushmore in the NBA, I mean, if you go early, you either have to put um, Chamberlain, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or Bill Russell on there. Russell has oh, to be on yeah, there. Yeah, Russell has to be on there. Has to be. Does Chamberlain make it? Nope. Does Kareem make it? I nope. mean, he's the all-time point scorer in the NBA. Kareem doesn't make it. Doesn't make it. So you have Bill Russell. we got three more. Jordan, easy as hell to put Bird on Bird and Magic. Bird and Magic have to be on there. That's four. Yep. That's Mount Rushmore. LeBron would have to push one of those guys off of there. And in order to do that, he would need to win seven titles. Yeah, it would have to be transformative. But he's I mean, Le- the one. LeBron's okay. To me, he's not. You know, he, he gave a quote the other day where he was saying, he was jealous of Kevin Durant for getting so many shots or whatever the heck. You know, I could do that if I was, you know, in his position. And it's like, you were in Cleveland, and I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. I think he's obviously a great talent, a supreme talent, probably the best player in the league. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see if they win the title this year. I mean, it's looking like Indiana, the title's going to go through Indianapolis. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how. You could make a very convincing argument for LeBron James on the quote-unquote Mount Rushmore. And if he said if it, it not now but at the end of his career, yeah, I'm up for that debate. I mean, Russell won, what, 11 titles? That'll never be beaten. Yeah, and he won them. I always kind of think of that era as being kind of silly. You know? I mean, it's like... The silly era? He played Wilt Chamberlain. But did you ever see... Um, there's been some skits. I think it was on Chappelle Show or something where they had Still a time machine. Still talking about Mount Rushmore? Go ahead. Yeah. There was like a, a – on Chappelle Show, there was like a time machine where they went back in time with like a machine gun. To kill. To kill, to kill like white slave owners or something. <laughs> but it was like, you know, if you go back in time with a machine gun, obviously you have this advanced technology. And to me, that's what like Wilt Chamberlain looked like back in the day. And maybe even Bill Russell too. Well, he was the first seven-foot – really legit seven-foot player in the NBA. And these guys just, you know, tormented these players. So I don't know. I mean, to me, LeBron James is going to have to do something very spectacular because he hasn't done that yet. He's See, Bill, Bill Russell is hard to really – I mean, 11 titles. Um, I think one is a player coach, two is a player coach. right? And a there. transformative, like, defensive player. Yeah. I mean, the, the master of the block that – you know, he didn't block the ball out of bounds. Um, yeah, and they got it back. This one? Which one? This one? Jeff's sorry, We're exchanging his, uh, beer here, sorry. Great. You want an <laughs> India pale ale or you want a Dale's pale ale? I just did a Dale's. I'll do India. Straight to the source. So what we determined, LeBron James, worthy? I think, more I think you could make an argument that he could knock... It's going to depend on where his career goes. You know, like he's not saying that he's on there now, right, Ross? No, I don't think he was saying that. I think he was saying that by the he time he was done, yeah. he will be. But uh, it's only four. Say, it's four guys. So me and Jeff came up with Bill Russell, Magic, Larry, Bill and Jordan. Bill Russell was riding Larry Bird's coattails the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they played, you know, 20 years apart. They did? Oh. <laughs> Bill Russell. That's what I meant. I I I put this is what my pick would be. It would be Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Kevin McHale. (laughs) (laughs) 
You racist son of a bitch. <laughs> you have two white guys on there? The temerity. You know, have you ever heard of affirmative action? They have reverse affirmative action when it comes to NBA. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Jeff, what's your what's yours? Oh, Bird, Magic, Jordan, Russell. Yeah. And then no, I was expecting you to be like Alex English, David Thompson, Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Nuggets have never been fortunate to, enough to have one of those. <laughs> I think you do have to get. I mean, Russell wasn't like a giant. He was what six eight, six nine. Yeah, it was six six nine. Yeah, yeah six nine, and he was kind of thought of as a flawed player coming into the league, and then kind of transformed into mm-hmm. something bigger. I, I'd probably do that too. I'd go Russell. Magic, Larry, and Jordan, although, you know, and there's so many guys that are right there. Jordan is no-brainer, right? Best player ever. Yeah, I mean, Charles um, Barkley's like, pecking right there. Scottie Pippen, to me, is, like, Charles right Barkley, Scottie Pippen, Chamberlain, don't get it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, what about Wilt Chamberlain? What about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Like, why aren't those guys involved in it? Kareem, what about couldn't. Pistol Pete Maravich? <laughs> you couldn't yeah. do it with Kareem because he never played defense. He was an extremely flawed guy. But I, I mean, think these are more so the points. ones on the more, on the on the Mount Rushmore are more complete players. You know, I mean Jordan did good defense. I'll tell you one thing that yeah. is is in the big old negative column of LeBron James is this ridiculous flopping he does. Yeah, it's just it's embarrassing. It really kind of. I want to like LeBron James so much. I want to like him, but he's such a pussy. Like when he has the ball in his hands, he's the immovable object. Ugh. And then when he doesn't have the ball, he's like... What? He's such a coward. <laughs> like, why doesn't he just play like a man? That's my question. Why doesn't he just play <laughs> basketball like a man instead of like a bitch? It's <laughs> a good question. I mean, that's... that's LeBron James the, is going to hear this podcast and then knock on your door. And, and you know what? As soon as I just flinch at him, he'll fall on the ground. <laughs> He'd be like, he hit me. I'm so at him. I'll just give him one of those fake punches. <laughs> That's always kind of been and the thing. And then technical foul on Ross because I got somewhere within five feet of him. Flagrant, too. I was within ten feet of him and his boys when uh, the, they played the Nuggets. That's about as close as I've ever come to LeBron James. <laughs> Saw me shooting around once. He looked at me. Like, but yeah, did you? Uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, this guy now, sees me. <laughs> I was on ESPN today, and uh, I saw something that said, LeBron James, tremendous dunk display. Did you guys see this video of him doing dunks? I thought you were on ESPN. I was like, how'd you get interviewed by ESPN? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Ross Martin interviewed by ESPN. I was, uh, I, well, mainly I talked about the Miami Heat and all New York It's like a picture of Ross, teams. and then the, the thing pops up. Like, Ross Martin. Like Carlos what? Ross Martin wants to talk about the Yankees in the middle of February? <laughs> we'll have him on. Bring him on. <laughs> uh, He's called out a sports guy? Here, Sounds like an expert. Put him on. <laughs> here's the last headline of the day. Uh, as I was saying, I saw this video that has gone that has gone viral. This is a viral video yeah. of LeBron James doing all these dunks. Do you see this? These were so great. These dunks were just amazing. I saw a different video that went viral of his, but go ahead. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't that great is what I'm trying to say. But uh, here's a headline from USA Today. You can't have a viral video of you doing all these cool dunks when you won't enter the same oh, dunk contest. Oh, interesting here. Hmm, good segue. Here's the headline. I thought it was a viral video of him this having is, uh, sex uh, with Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> that was a different kind of video. All right, never mind. <laughs> Everybody got excited when they heard. 
Tanya Harding was laying the <laughs> pipe to Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. It was like, woo, sign me up. That was not a good joke. No. <laughs> USA Today Sports uh, yesterday by Nate Scott. Oh, that bastard stole my name. Nate the Great Scott. Ugh, uh, here's the headline. LeBron James knows he would win the dunk contest if he entered. Wimp. Um, you know, obviously, I think he knows that he would likely not win, and that's why he doesn't enter. You know, though, but, I think that the dunk contest has been taken over by corporate sponsors. Yeah. The only reason Blake Griffin won the dunk contest is because he dunked over a the Kia. hood of the Kia. A Kia, and it, it was a piece of crap car he, he But he, he didn't dunk over. over the actual car. He dunked over, like, the, the headlights. Hood. Yeah, it was over the hood. I could jump over the headlights of a Kia It's like they just turned on the headlights, and then you had to jump over the light beam. (laughs) The last time... Yes. Let me tell you something. Someone who was terrible in the dunk contest? Birdman. Yeah, he didn't didn't really well. Guys, right where you're going, I got... I don't know if you guys know. I got a little surprise for you. Uh Uh-oh. I got some trivia prepared. Trivia. Trivia. I was wondering why this was in my possession. Yes. (laughs) That's right. Uh, we have not Nate done Tibbins trivia for a long time. Bicorn. Um, Jeff Morton has the triangle. If you can find the striking stick, I think that's Jeff Morton's it. got the triangle. Um, <laughs> did you lose it there, Jeff? Nate Timmons, can we get some uh, trivia music going here? Yeah, I think we probably could, man. Now the reason for this is that hold on, uh, hold on. the greatest. Um... <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Crap is that? This is trivia music, boys. This is not trivia music. Oh, I'm sorry. That's you know, Herb yeah. Alpert and the Tijuana Brass is, t- is trivia music. I uh, delved into a deep, dark Hulk Hogan swing a couple weeks ago, boys. Sorry about that. Here we go. Racist. Trivia music. It's like when I was watching dinosaur documentaries. Now, the, the reason for this edition, <laughs> this special edition of Roscoe's Trivia Challenge, is because the NBA All-Star Weekend is coming out this weekend <laughs> in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, our buddy, old Nate Timmons, is going to be in New Orleans. He is uh, going to be down there um, tweeting, I'm sure. Going to be live tweeting, probably drinking, probably writing a bunch of blog posts about the exciting... People are going to call him a dirty blogger, and he's going to shove people. (laughs) I might live down there and make jazz music the rest of my life. There you go. I watched five seasons of Treme. I know what to expect. All right. Here we go here. First question. So what are we supposed to do? Ring in with another answer? Yeah, let's go ahead and hear this. Uh, Jeff, why don't you go and let's let everybody hear. Yep, that was Jeff and uh, Nate Timmons. All righty. So just go ahead and uh, chime or honk in uh, when you think you know the answer. Who won the first ever dunk contest played in Denver? Oh, Jeff Morton. Ah, bullshit. Larry Nance. Larry Nance. Uh, Extra bonus points for the team he played for. Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh. Larry Nance won the first one? I would have got that wrong. (laughs) Larry Nance (laughs) won the first (laughs) one. Actually, at the time, he was with the Phoenix Suns. Oh, was he with Phoenix then? Next question. So he he only got half a point. Says I no, remember he, he was point. with. Uh, that was, he was a bonus point. He, he was with Brad two. Doherty and uh, Mark Price on the Cleveland Cavaliers too. It wasn't Doctor J. Doctor J did the free throw line dunk. And did not no, that was in '76. Question. Yeah, that was like the. That was the ABA. That was oh, like the, the ABA. first NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you tricked me with your tomfoolery. How many slam dunk contests did Michael Jordan win? Nate Timmons. Two. Two is correct. <laughs> In your face, Morton. <laughs> it's tied up one he to cheated. one. Ask him the team he won it for. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how many did Michael Jordan enter? 
Jeff Morton. Three. Three is correct. Ah, you lie me, bastard. Now, here's the thing. I, I have often criticized LeBron James and, and even Kobe Bryant because they don't enter into the NBA slam dunk contest. Whoa, Kobe Bryant won a slam he dunk contest. He did win it. And he yes, also he did. But he entered one, I believe. Maybe two. One and I one. thought in my my memories was of Michael Jordan being in it for like 10 years and winning every yeah. single year. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, that back in the days that it used to happen. So I'm a little okay with LeBron James, although he has never entered one of them. Um, here's a question. What franchise has won the most NBA slam dunk championships? The Timmons? New York Knicks. That is correct. Wow. No. He totally no, 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 guessed no, no, no. on that one. No, no, no. By the he way, totally guessed. By the way, there are two teams who are tied. Ooh. So uh, who is the other team? Go ahead and uh, buzz in if you know the answer. New York Knicks is one of them. What's the other team? They're tied for four. Nate Timmons. The Atlanta Hawks? That is correct. <laughs> Oh, how many did Dominique win? Oh, man. All right. So there we got more questions here. Um, Timmons, you just got three points or two more points. God, so I'm amazing. Three to one. Well, now, you know, uh, he cheated, though, so he gets docked I'm like one. Doug Flutie. No, he didn't cheat. Hail Mary's so now here's bastards. what we're going to do. All right. We're going to go with Atlanta Hawks. There are four times that the Atlantic, uh, an Atlanta Hawk has won the dunk contest. We're going to start with Jeff. And oh. we're going to have whoever can't guess one. So we're going to go from Jeff to Nate, and we're going to go yeah. four times. Now, if you guys get them all, then there are no points are scored. So, Jeff, why don't you start? A player. Name the player who won one of them. One of the Atlanta Hawks? Yes. yes. Oh, Dominique Wilkins. All right. Nate Timmons. Spud Webb. Correct. Jeff Morton. Jesus, there's more than two there's guys? There's four. No, no, no. I didn't say there's more than two guys. I said there's four times. Oh, Dominique. It's Dominique again. That's three. Uh, Nate Timmons. This is uh, to uh, get no points. San Salvador. Uh, Atlanta oh. Hawks. Boy. I'll just say Dominique Wilkins won it in 85 and 1990, and Spud Webb won it in 1986. God, I think I'm trying to think if there's another Atlanta Hawk that won it besides those two guys. I'm going to say the Highlight Factory had to have won it three times. Dominique. Nope, incorrect. Son of a uh, Jeff, uh, if you guess this, I'll give you a point. The fourth Atlanta Hawk. Kevin Willis. <laughs> it was in uh, 2005. Josh Smith. Oh. oh! So, I Jeff, you actually Denver. get a point for that. Um, Ta- what? You got a point? point because he got Dominique twice. You got Spud Webb or something. Oh, this, those is lines. Crap. this is crap. Now, all right, let's keep going. New York Knicks. You should got half a point for that and half a point for missing the Larry Nance team. So that's one <laughs> full point. <laughs> all right, New York Knicks. Uh, we'll start with Nate this time. Name a New York Nick that, that won it, and then we'll go to Jeff after that. Kenny Walker. Kenny Walker is correct. Ooh, Kenny Skywalker. That's right. Skywalker. Uh, we're talking about Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson is correct. Nate Miller or Nate Timmons. Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson is correct. Yeah. Jeff Morton. The fourth. This is the fourth time that a New York Nick has won the dunk contest. So far, we have Kenny Walker, Nate Robinson, and Nate Robinson. Who is the fourth? Oh, man. 
man. This is not as hard as you think. Oh, really? No. Wait, did uh, Nate Robinson win it three times? Is that your answer? Yeah. That is correct. Ah! <laughs> Nate Robinson, only ah. three-time winner of the slam dunk competition. I was going to say, his All Jeff... three times with the New York Knicks. I almost thought for a second, has Jeff been ignoring posts on Denver Stiffs where we've called him the three-time dunk contest winner? <laughs> yes. Uh, in 2006, Nate Robinson won. I'll give you guys a point here, whoever buzzes in, on who uh, he beat in sudden death. Who got second place that year? Nate Timmons. Dwight Howard. Incorrect. Son of a bitch. Really? Wait, 2006? 2006. Who did Nate Robinson beat in sudden death dunk competition? Oh, I know this one. Jeff Morton, you're up, buddy. It's your only chance. Nah, I don't Five, know. four, three, two. All right, it, it was Nate Timmons. You know it. No, nah, I think I got it wrong. I was going to say Terrence Ross. It was bro. Andre Iguodala. Really? Really. Ugh, a mole. All right, so I think it's tied up now. Yes, it is. I have no idea. Yeah. Have you been telling these? Was <laughs> <laughs> it two to two? The winner of this will get a DV- an opened DVD of the Book of Manning, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is a lot cheaper <laughs> to give away than it is to sell to somebody. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> How many uh, Denver Nuggets have won the Slam Dunk Contest? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, guy, can you do that again? You need to learn how to do this. Okay. Who wouldn't think a gay guy knew how to play the triangle? <laughs> Kobe uh, Bryant knows how to run the triangle. Oh, Whoa, it was a gay joke. Shots fired. A grand total of zero. That is correct. Now it's uh, now four to three. Can we guess some weird ones? Like how about uh, a former here- Nugget draft pick that was traded that won the slam dunk title? Um, Brent Perry. I'm confused on who's actually doing this trivia or who's... Okay, here, I'll take over for a second. (laughs) All right, here's a question. (laughs) Here's the last question that I have. Um, Which Denver Nugget came the closest to winning the slam dunk competition? Jeff Morton, in for the game. Robert Pack. That is correct. Ah! He took second place in 1994. <laughs> yep. Now, bonus point, uh, who was he second place to? J.R. Ryder. No, incorrect. It's a- Isaiah Ryder. Isaiah Ryder. <laughs> J.R. Ryder. Same guy. Wait, same guy? <laughs> yes. How'd they get J.R. from I? His first name was Junior. I know, Isaiah. Just <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> Not Isaiah Jr. You know, oh, here's a here's a here's a question. Who did uh, Spud Webb beat in '86? Dominique Wilkins. In '86, it was Kenny Walker. No, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Ah, really? Jordan That's... lost the dunk contest twice. Uh huh. Was well, that he was only in it three times. So he lost it once. He lost it once. And he lost it to Spud Webb. That's I, not true. I, I thought he, he lost, lost to Dominique one year. Or he beat Dominique. He beat Dominique and in 87. And Feinstein maintains that Dominique should have won that one. Yeah, Dominique should have Feinstein is an idiot. <laughs> no, Dominique should have won that one. Michael Jordan should not have ever lost anything. Um, Dominique was for the human highlight film mother. Uh, there's been a lot of players in from the Nuggets that have been in the dunk contest. Uh, you mentioned Chris Anderson in there. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Fareed was in it last year. Last year. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf was in it. To and fourth 19... place, something like that. 90? I can't imagine 
Mahmoud Abdul Rauf being a like a dunker, but apparently he had some hops. He oh, had yeah. some he, he had some very mediocre dunks in that, as I remember. Do you know who the second shortest player to ever win the dunk contest is? No. Do you know who the shortest is? Uh, Spud Webb. Spud Webb, second Spud Webb. shortest. Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Hmm. At five nine. He's five nine. He's not five nine. Well, that means he's shorter, right? I stood next to him. I'm five seven. He's five seven. Yeah, I mean everybody's everybody lies in the NBA about their inches. Yeah, you know, I mean height lies inches. <laughs> Are we going more podcasts? Are we take a short one, come back. Are we done? I don't know, but uh, we're an hour and what, eleven into this. What do we have left to talk about? I think we'll wrap this one up. Okay, we'll talk. Jeff about Morton, you want an unopened DVD copy of the Book of Manning? Oh, great! Um, also, you get a bonus prize. An unopened VHS copy of the Book of Man. Oh my God! Great, you know I thought it was this. Ross promised us a cruise, <laughs> and, and, <that> was, <laughs> and then you, you also cruise. get a copy it was of an the Italian Tim cruise. Tebow documentary. You can buy them both right <laughs> now Tebow. on Amazon.com in a bonus pack: the Peyton Manning Tim Tebow combo. Right, Sounds guys. pretty good. All right, guys. Well, the Nuggets are heading to the All Star break. Right now, there are a couple games below 500, but uh, maybe they'll uh, write things on the other side. Good night, we'll everybody. We'll talk see about you next things week. next week. Going to be some big NBA trade rumors coming out. Trade deadline coming up. See you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.